The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. The idea of being able to connect to people without any ulterior motive, without no agenda, with nothing, it's so difficult in the transactional nature of life. Like sometimes it's romance, sometimes it's business, sometimes it's networking, sometimes it's, you know, I don't know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours, however you want to call it. But oftentimes there's something behind it. And that's a shame, I thought. And this is why we're here today. It's a wonderful chaos. Solo or tandem? We work to find rest, we fight to find peace, both head and the heart. Like a nephew and niece. What are we doing here? You mean listening to this show? Where the more that you learn is the less that you know. Where the wounded are healers. And the atheists pray? It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. We've got Ronnie Gurwitz on today. In November 2019, he decided that he was going to have 1,000 coffees with 1,000 different people. And from that, a friend, a mutual friend of ours introduced and said, hey, this seems like it would be a great topic for the show. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm game. I thought it was a great idea. Now, why would anyone – well, actually, they must be a coffee lover, right? But there's something about drinking a coffee with someone – and having a conversation, there's something like a tea's a tea, but a coffee. Yeah, it's it, true. It, it, it's like I also have breakfast with three people a week, and normally yeah. it's, it's clients or friends or whatever. Yeah. And and I I have three kinds of coffees: Peruvian, Moroccan, mm. and uh, Turkish. Uh, oh yeah. For my for my for the people in my country, it's Cyprus coffee, but in fact, it's Turkish coffee. And that's what I serve. And we sit down and we have the most amazing conversations for 60 minutes Mm. unless they don't drink coffee and then they get tea. Wow. You know what? As you spoke just now, I had something I realized. I lived in Vienna for 10 years and there's a coffee culture in Vienna. So you go to a place which serves coffee And they have newspapers. And the intention is that you sit at the coffee house as if it's an extension of your living room and you just enjoy the day there. And then they'll bring you a second coffee or they'll bring you a cake. But the culture is one where we say we're going to go out and meet for a coffee. Mm. And that was something that before having lived in, in Vienna, I didn't see it as culturally embedded. I see it more and more in other countries, but it wasn't that way until people started like piggybacking off of Starbucks. And, 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 and as far as I experienced it, but in Vienna, my whole life was let's meet for a coffee. And I know there was a mental state that I went into when I went for that coffee in Vienna, which is different than in the Netherlands. Oh. So what's the mental state? Uh, the mental state was that the culture was so primed that in the interaction around coffee, it's all about us having an intimate connection, that that was what drew me to that way of being. I really miss it, actually, not being in Vienna, mm-hmm. where here 
there seems to be more of a practicality around it. And, you know, there's such little space in the city of Amsterdam that a lot of times you'll get a coffee and you won't even sit in a decorative room. So you, so even the setting in, in, um, in, in Vienna for me was, it was, it was decadent. It was a decadent place to be. You were, you know, you felt like you were taken and whisked away into another time when, when mm. I was there. So yeah, that, I, I actually noticed I missed that. Yeah. Sitting in Cyprus is also very nice. Like, oh yeah. Like, like in my in the city I grew up in, it's like, you've got these really old buildings with nice chairs uh-huh. and you know, the government doesn't really control where people sit. So sometimes these terraces extend quite far out. Okay. And if you're inside it and you're a writer and artist, it's, it's very inspirational. Mm. And there might be one of those old fans whizzing. It's 40 degrees outside. Yeah. And everyone walks in. There's a bit of sweat on the face. Everyone's wearing like very light clothing. And I'm like, this is home. <laughs> so in 10 days, Andy, We'll be broadcasting from I Cyprus. Yes, a remote broadcast. I can't wait for it. Well, I'd say with that, it would be great to bring Ronnie on. Ronnie, our friend, our new friend, Gurovitz. Is that our correct pronunciation? Do you know what? You pronounce is way better than most people I've ever met. So well done. Yeah, that's the Jew. That's the Jew in me. <laughs> I learned. Shalef, Shalef. Shalef. When, when, Shalef, when, yeah. when, when my grand, great, great grandparents went from wherever it was in Russia, they had a V at the end of the name, Chaliev. And then, mm. and then at some point, they turned the V into two Fs because no one in the U.S. could pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know this till I was 22 years old living in Australia when some friend of mine says, do you realize, first of all, that you're Russian? I said, no, I didn't know I'm Russian, which is mm. kind of funny that I didn't even know that till I was in my 20s. But yeah. Ronnie, I've got two questions for you. Ask what, away. What prompts you, mm. like what state of mind are you in when you decide to have your first coffee? Wow. It's, <laughs> That's a really good question. I mean, this is, uh, there's, there's kind of two backstories to the, uh, to the whole project. Mm. And uh, the, the first one, maybe we can get back to soon if you'd like to hear it. That's the longer one. But the shorter one is, is me sitting, sitting with uh, my good friend, Matty. Um, and we sat there, it's probably maybe one in the morning in Manchester in England, November 2019, give or take, I think, at the start of November. And, and we're, we're drinking a little bit of whiskey. It's, it's late at night. We're discussing the world and, and, and ideas. And, and we, we, we're discussing this idea of how you connect with people. And he tells me, he says, oh, I was, uh, I was listening to a podcast. And uh, I, I listened to this, this 17-year-old girl that decided she was going to have a thousand coffees with a thousand different CEOs. Of different companies and he says oh why, why didn't you do that I, said, well, I don't know it sounds like a nice idea but why just ceos why not other people too you know why can't we reproduce this this relaxed conversation that we have here like over a glass of whiskey you know at, at 1 a.m how why can't i try and reproduce that with people all around the world of all different types hmm and I guess you know that I gave you that intro because that that's the state of mind that I try and get into when I when I sit down there, speak to people, I mean, you, you mentioned just before, just before I came on about coffee and the, this state of mind that you go into the mental state, it's very similar. I mean, at the moment for the past couple of months, I've been having the coffees online over zoom from this, this caravan over here. And when I open the door of the caravan and I get inside, I go into that coffee mindset. 
It's relaxed. Mm. I, nothing else is happening. The phone is off. You know, the screen is off except for this. It's, uh, it's paradise in a sense. Yeah. Mm. I, I was kind of assuming that maybe you were in a, in a place of, well, I really want human connection. I feel lonely or winter is coming. What do you do then if you like, you're, you're kind of opening your door. So in a way mm. you're inviting all energy. So what do you do when, when someone sits with you and you're like, wow, I don't want to sit with this person. Do you know <laughs> what? I, this is going to sound very, very cliched and, stereo and stereotypical, but I think there have been none, there have been zero um, shitty coffees. The, the really? Only, 300, yeah, the, the, 300 in each one, you're like, they all went well. Yeah. I love that. Except, I, well, the ones that didn't go well and say there may be one or two, if we're going to be honest, and those two, but those were people who, who weren't in the state of mind to be there. You know, if this was this was online and they were trying to do other things at the same time oh. or they didn't really want to be there, they'd kind of scheduled it wrong and that you could tell they wanted to leave. And, and, and then I say, no problem. Let's let's reschedule. And, you know, yeah. there we go. But aside from that, if someone is committed to being there, it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what they are. It always goes wonderfully. <laughs> It's a golden rule of life, what you're telling yeah. us, one that Bambos and I religiously follow. And every time I've broken it, it's screwed up badly. So Bambos is a photographer, an exceptional mm. photographer. Every time I've set up someone and said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of you. Just I'm going to have Bambos shoot some uh, pictures for you. And if yeah. they didn't go into it with their desire for that photo, but they're doing it because I gave it to them, it always went bad. So oh, that's it, yep. it reminds me of what you're saying is like there has to be the right state of mind. Otherwise, it's just not don't do it. So moving forward, exactly. I never allow people to show up for a shoot if they don't have a full yes. And it came as a gift. Yeah. No gifts. No, no gifts. gifts. Yeah. But wow. it sounds similar because if I hear you, it's also a bit like if they're not really knowing what they're getting into. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm meeting this guy for a coffee. Uh, you know, last week, there was a guy mm. in the Netherlands. He lives about two hours from here. And he mm. was the producer for the movie Speed. And, okay. and we have a mutual contact. And I thought it would be cool to have a chat with the guy and just a random walk and meet and talk. So I, I the friend connects us. And I said, hey, I'm going to walk to your city. It would be great to have a, like a, a, a coffee. And then he answered, like, what, what can I do for you? <laughs> and i was like exactly, uh, yeah. interesting there's nothing that you can do for me i just thought it would be nice to meet someone new and it was fun to hear and we have the mutual connect and so it was almost like i was like okay now i have no interest in having that meeting because you just killed it <laughs> exactly <laughs> the whole desire is just to have this wonderful interaction where there's nothing that's needed from one another we get to discover one another and hear another backstory well, you know what Right. I'm really busy and sometimes people will message me, hey, do you want to meet? And sometimes like, what's the intention? Especially if I don't know them, like, what yeah. is the, what, let's mm. have an intention at least. Yeah, um, true. And and if there's no intention, then I'm happy to meet them, but I'll, I'll, I won't create the time immediately. Yeah. So yeah, my sure. next question is, how how much sex have you had? Yeah, I had a question that didn't go that direct. <laughs> I had a question that was a little bit less direct than that, but... How many things have evolved from a meeting that were unexpected? Ooh. Do you know what? To be honest, not so much. And that's that's a good thing. You know, to, to me, this this kind of coffee project is it's pure. In in uh, you know, it may be very naive of me, but I try and keep it <laughs> I try and keep it holy. You know, I, I'm talking to people and they're 
wonderful people and they're amazing and we build up this connection over an hour an hour and a half mm. but then th there's no need to stay in contact and i'm sure over the years to come there will be connections made and you know projects built up on the connection that we made over that first coffee but i i i don't push it because yeah, clearly. but were there these, moments these their, um, were there were there moments while you're having that coffee looking at her or him i don't know which one you may be more interested in at any moment to say there's a there's someone here that i feel deeply connected to and it would be nice if it went further has that happened in those 300 co coffees or not of course it has yeah yeah many times most people wow. have honest. yeah yeah oh, definitely wow. i oh, mean when beautiful. you sit there yeah. When you sit there with someone, I feel, I think when you provide that open space to speak about anything and everything, and it's completely safe, there's no one listening in, it, nothing will be published. I won't speak about it with your name on a wonderful chaos podcast. You know, there, it's, it's just this holy space, which someone can, can really tap into and, and people do. And I do, I end up sharing things about myself, which are, are pretty vulnerable and pretty emotional. And that's a mm. uh, testament to the power of a good cup of coffee nice. or just I'm, conversation. Right? Yeah. Ronnie, I'm, I'm really appreciating you because um, in, in the way that you, like even when I ask you that question and the way you've engaged it and the fact that it, it just seems to me that you meet people where they are and there's a full acceptance of them. Like, the, like when I said one of my first questions, like um, was there anyone that, you were like, oh, God, I don't want to be with this person. I just felt you had so much love in you. And that's how you're engaging it. And that's, Thank you. that's, that's uh, quite remarkable to witness that in you. You see, this is when my my uh, the red cheeks start coming out and they start getting embarrassed. But thank you. We, we can <laughs> Photoshop it. Don't worry. Ah, perfect. Oh, yeah. I have random questions for you. Knock, knock them out. Oldest person you had a coffee with so far. Oh, um, 70s. 70s. Mm. Most mm. famous person. Um, unnamed members, uh, unnamed politicians, uh, high-powered politicians in the UK. Uh-huh, nice. Youngest person yeah. you've had coffees with? 18, um, yeah. Do you have your yeah. coffee with you also right now? Because Andy's you know actually Andy's drinking coffee right now. I drank it because I wanted to be your 302nd coffee. I thought this could be the 302nd coffee for you. Do you know what? There's two of you. It has to be one on one. Otherwise, it doesn't count. So That's so, a rule. We didn't ask the rule. So yeah. let's say you connect. Mm. You sit down. Like how, how do you create the context and the container so that people can relax with a perfect stranger. You sit at the yeah. table. How do you start the conversation? Oh, I love this one because I, I remember the, the first the first hundred coffee. No, probably the first 50. I was thinking before each one, you know, should I have a list of questions? You know, should I maybe try and push them towards a certain thing? And maybe I was kind of nervous. You know, this is a new person. What are yeah, they going to yeah. be like? But now I realized I, I am. I love small talk. Small talk is, is your best friend. Yeah. Will you do the weather? Will you do a weather thing? Everything. The weather, the, how you're feeling, to, all that kind of stuff. I know people, when people hear it, they're like, really? I was like, yes, because when you small talk with someone, 
all you're doing, you're just you're just getting them relaxed. You're opening them up. And that first 20 minutes, you know, I, I've noticed this in my head. I haven't done the statistics. I would love to. But the first 20 to 25 minutes is is small talk time, right? That's that's when we kind of they're assessing me, I'm assessing them, they're figuring out what I'm about. After 25 minutes, that's when that's when the magic starts. I have to say, I just don't like small talk. We're like when I meet people, um, I allow myself to unfold because the moment I go to small talk, it means I have to listen to content where I'm not I can't fully be present, and that's just me. Yeah. Not, not mm-hmm. I can't, I just don't want to be present with small talk. I really want to hear how's your heart today? Mm. Like mm. what's it like being you? Like you woke up this morning, I see what like I, I notice your breathing is a bit shallow. Like, what's going on for you? And sometimes if people can't meet me there, I'll tone it down or I'll share a little bit about where I am. So in that way, the the more vulnerable I can be that's an invitation for them to go as deep as they want. And it's been working yeah. out for me perfectly. Yeah, I had a mentor who died some years ago. And I'm all about small talk. Like, I can do small talk just as long as we need to go, right? <laughs> I'll pull out yeah. stuff like, I love the curtain you got. Where, when did you get that? How is that? You know, whatever it is, it can go on for. And I remembered my mentor used to go crazy, because he could not do any small talk, not unlike Bambos. So mm. he would always get frustrated at the table and leave because he says this conversation is meaningless. And I, mm. not un- all that dissimilar from you, I see that it is a process. And you, it, you almost like you, you get to know one through that initial that initial um, kind of, and then you make one joke and you say, how far does this joke go? Can we go a little bit further? And then you say, can we really, and it's almost like, it's like turning the heat up on a conversation. We call it priming. Until you get to a point, you're like, wow, we're really, we're really in a connected space where we didn't even know how we got there. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. I mean, there's, it's just coming to my mind this idea of a boxing match you know when you, you see two people boxing and they're kind of sparring first it's the small things at the start and then one person kind of overreaches and then there's a point of vulnerability you know in this small talk people talk about things and you can sense if you're listening properly you can sense what things they're passionate about even in the small talk right and yeah. then once you have that you can maybe start questioning that you can see where they want to go what kind of mood they are into talking and I mean, maybe Bambos, maybe you have a, have a different, a much better way of talking. But um, no, I wouldn't say better. It's different. It's yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely different. I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's the beauty about it. Everyone has a different way of communicating. And, and um, just to be clear, for the, me the, and Andy, it, it seems to work. The, the, there's no yeah. judgment. Like I wouldn't leave the hmm. table. Well, I mean, I interestingly, uh, in your case, I, in my experience with you, by the way, let's also make it, is that I've experienced you when it comes to small talk. It's not that you judge it. It's that you don't see the individual and therefore your brain doesn't know what to do. It just sort of like, it just kind of disconnects. Not anymore. No, no, no. But we're talking about yeah. like we did 100 shows and then the first 100 shows were tough. First 100 shows are tough because I'm sitting next to him. If he couldn't feel the guest, he went stone faced and I would look mm. over and stone faced, stone faced. Trauma. Yeah, it was trauma. And, and it was a trauma that we weren't we weren't 
we weren't, we weren't aware of. We weren't aware of, but a, a, well, as as it became more aware, we could actually interact and like welcome it to the show. Actually, the moment it was named as trauma, it ne- it never really happened again. No. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Fun, like just the naming and the acknowledging, it, it kind of grounded me. Yeah, there was like a love you gave it instead of judging it and saying, oh, I should be otherwise. Yeah. Because uh, I think I called it, I said you were shutting down. And by saying you were shutting down. I shut down. It became a reinforcing loop. He's shutting down and now we're actually, that doesn't go anywhere. Like pointing out that he's shutting down doesn't help him open up, right? That was yeah. a little bit of our journey. That's what we learned about doing the show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. So you're not only learning things about guests, you're learning things about yourself. Oh, for sure. Oh, th- yeah. this this show has evolved. It's been the best 213 episodes of personal development, growth, learning to love myself, um, uh, meeting others where they are. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Yeah. And and being aware that everyone has a different way of being, and just mm. because I don't understand it, it doesn't mean it's excluded. Yeah. So mm. instead of instead of trying to change that state of being, it's more like I engage it more from curiosity now. And yeah. this this actually has evolved through doing the shows. And just to give some context, Andy has been my mentor for many years. Mm. So, and the show was Bambos's idea. So we do this show because Bambos said, "Andy, you're such a good mentor. You should actually be doing shows." I, I told him, "I feel selfish, like getting all this like knowledge from you every fucking day, and uh-huh. I'd be recording them. We should actually do this." And and yeah. eventually, we started inviting people. Yeah, and oh, then wow. we learned. We learn through these. Uh, so your coffee is very much because we're doing this show daily as well, and. Mm. We don't do the coffee per se. We all usually have tea, but I very much feel like uh, very similar in a way because I think my vision has been how do we hold space for topics that are very foreign, we're not sure about, we'll go into racism, we'll go into injustice, we'll go into rape and molestation where people share really intense experiences and our our sort of vision on our best day is that we're giving space to someone to be present with their emotions because they see that we can hold those without getting triggered and trying to fix them right Mm. i want to go back to something you said a moment ago which was Mm. you said you'll go through the small talk and then there'll be a moment when there's some glimmer of something you see in their eyes, which reveals what they're passionate about. And I could not agree with that statement anymore. And it's funny because once I see that, it's almost like I feel like I understand that person finally. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. How is that? How is it for you? It's it's a beautiful thing. And, and sometimes it's not one thing. Sometimes it's a few. It's fitting together this jigsaw. But it's, it's, it's that joy that happiness of, of finding that thing that this person opposite you is wants to share with you. You know, mm. that, that one thing that they can, that, that gets their engine going as well. Yeah. It's not just the back and forward. And then, then you can almost sit back and, and, and enjoy what comes, comes at you. Comes at and, it. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's not a chore for them who, you know, yeah. for that person sitting there. And that's, 
it's just so nice. It's really and, and nice. It, what I found funny about those things, and I don't know, is that it's not obvious things sometimes. Like you're thinking, no. oh, it's going to be the kids. Oh, once they talk about their kids, their eyes are going to light up. But sometimes it's like a random snail collection or something, just something that has <laughs> nothing connected to anything you could associate being excited about. But that's the thing that gives them joy. 100 percent i mean so I, what, certainly... what, share some of those with me are there things that surprised you when like you met somebody and then they came up with something you're like wow this is kind of this shakes my world has that happened there, there are so many i mean when, <laughs> when you said that it just it reminded me of a conversation i had a couple of months ago um and i'm sat there with this person i won't say who they are or where they were from but they're quite a high-powered person that work, you know, works in high tech, right? And I'm thinking okay. we're going to talk about, uh, I don't know, some sort of software development or whatever it may be. And the thing they were passionate of talking, you know, they wanted to talk about was their little clay um, trinkets. They were really into making clay trinkets, you know, little taking plasticine and molding that into something. And and that that was the thing. That was this this point that got us to <laughs> led us to a whole host of different things. And you think, wow, I, I, I didn't expect that. You know, who, why? Um, and I can, you know, I could even share this morning um, a conversation I had, and this is you know, this is someone who's very active in environmental circles. Uh, he's an ecologist, works in off grid living, uh, and you think, well, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. And no, we 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 spoke about love, we spoke about yeah. dating, we and and that's like you said, that's the beauty. You can find those things people are passionate about, and then it just goes. It's like a river. It meanders yeah. through. It goes here. It goes there. And, and, and that's what I feel like the small talk leads to it, mm. for me is that somehow you do that until you get to that point when all of a sudden it just it, the, the dam burst and it starts to flow on its own. Yeah. So I'm happy yeah. we've kind of discovered that small talk has its place in this universe. Yes, it does. I'd like to ask you, <laughs> go on. Yeah. Are you, do you like, before you started doing this, would you say you're more of an introvert or an extrovert? Whew. Mm. I, w- I would say overall introverted, introverted. Uh, 100%. I mean, going back to my childhood, very introverted, very, very shy. Um, and this, to be fair, the coffee project is, is part of a long term, I think, challenge that I gave myself maybe 10, 15 years ago to push myself, to push my boundaries and learn more about people. And, and this is this is a very active part of it. But um, aside aside from this, I definitely am. I think quite introverted. Nice. I and, wonder if I don't. I don't know if uh, friends of mine would agree or disagree, but that, that's how like, I feel. Like, let me ask you a, a, a check question: If okay. you go to a bar, how comfortable are you walking up to a woman and buying her a drink? Well, I've been a bartender for years, so I've been far more comfortable being behind the bar, uh, and I, I yeah can't stand parties. I, I get okay. very lost. Yeah. Mm. Okay. How have the coffees impacted you as a person? Wow. Um, so many ways. I mean, I think three things are just coming to me very, very strongly right now in response to the question. The first one is that it's it's brought me a great amount of joy and, and life mm. satisfaction. I mean, when I know, I think back to back December, January, here in the UK, we were in another COVID lockdown. The weather was horrific. And I'm, you know, lying there in bed and thinking, okay, wow, what, what do I have tomorrow? What, what, what do I have to get up for, right? You know, for being very brutally honest. And if I know I, I have a coffee, I have a, a chat with someone, someone new, it's excitement. It brings mm. me this joy and this happiness. And that's, so that's, that's one thing. Um, another thing is, is just the, the, the sheer 
you know, I have this thanks, this gratitude to the world, to people in the world, to all the different diverse opinions. You know, the fact that one day I can chat with someone and they'll completely try and change my mind about something I'm really passionate about. And the next day someone will completely agree with me. And they just have a this sense of gratitude to yeah. all the different things that are around. Um, and maybe the third one, it's, it's changed me in a way, maybe a little connected to what I said about the challenge of getting to know people better. It's gotten me to to push more um, at becoming uh, at taking advantage not not taking advantage but if I meet someone for five minutes or ten minutes or, or or somewhere and usually that that relationship would kind of be all right you know see you sometime and that would be it but if I grab onto them and say hey let's let's have a coffee sometime and mm-hmm. then we do then I've taken advantage of that little entrance to another person's life. Mm. and widened that entrance by a little bit and um I, I think it's made me do that in other parts of my life as well even yeah even outside the project nice yeah i hope that answers the question adequately yeah you do and there's a, there's, a, there's another side question which is a bit similar but it's different mm. what has been one of the most important discoveries you made about yourself well, I'll, I'll be very vulnerable and I'll share with you something that I'm still unsure about myself. And, uh, well, I I'll, I hope a lot of people listen to this for, for your sake, but maybe for this bit, I'm not sure I hope how many people are listening to this. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with sharing it. Um, someone once, I had coffee with someone and they, they accused me, I think in a mock joking way, or, or perhaps they were being extremely serious, I don't know, that I... I enjoy connecting to so many different people around the world, but only for a short period of time because I'm scared of being fully vulnerable with one person. You know, they were saying, you know, oh, are you in a you know full time you know long term relationship? And I said, oh no, I'm not in a long term relationship. And they said, well, I, yeah, you know, they were trying to psychoanalyze me and say, aha, so I, I I know what you are. You're one of those people that gets his his emotional connection a bit here, a bit there, from all sorts of hundreds of different people, and that that was. That was very insulting, and that also. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! This is beautiful. I love this talk. Was this, this a, was... <laughs> was this a female or a male? Just out of curiosity. I, I, I uh, yeah, I, I prefer not to say. Just not oh, okay. to give away. Okay. The reason any, why any I had a specific reason asking the question was because okay. if if it was, for, for instance, a female who may have had any interest in you, then this may have been her way of telling you that you're one of those men that frustrates the hell out of me because you're not committing to anything or anyone. <laughs> I, 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 I've heard this conversation on more than one occasion. Let's just let tell you that. Yeah. But yeah, very, very, very possibly. Um, <laughs> but that's yeah, that, that's something. So after the first, you know, visceral reaction of wait, hey, no, no, that's not me. That's not why I'm doing this. It has got me thinking over the past few months. You know, what, what it, is there? Some sort of truth in that? You know, not in a bad way, but in a, in a way that oh, maybe this is something that I'm more comfortable with with connecting to people at a little bit of an arm's length distance. You know. Uh, I'm curious. How do people find you? Well, this is this is this this is the fun. You see, I, I don't have any social media. Um, uh, so and I, I try. What, what what do you mean you don't have any so like no Facebook, no LinkedIn, no Instagram, no LinkedIn, no Instagram, no Twitter, no Snapchat. Uh, I have Facebook. I have I have Facebook Messenger, but I don't have any presence on it aside from that. Um, so, and th- this this has been a really fascinating thing. Then trying to find people to have coffees with me. So. At the moment, 
there's a lot of people who refer other people onto me, which is I'm so grateful for. And it's really nice when people kind of come on my website, send me an email and uh, they say, oh, I heard about you from X, Y, and Z, or, or mm. possibly, you know, I've had a few people who say, I've heard about you from someone, and I, I, I don't know who that person is, but it's oh, yeah. somehow gone through some sort of grapevine. But aside from that, there's a lot of fun in just reaching out to random people. Um, I reach out to so many random people. 19 out of 20 don't respond. Um, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. Like, yeah. how many? What's your conversion rate? If you had a funnel, like, what is your conversion rate of writing to random people who don't know me? And then, and then, what? what how does that kind of show up? One out of fifty. No. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Stand. Writing to random people does not does not work. But yeah, yeah. I'd say, I'd say, yeah, about that. Maybe, maybe one out of forty. One out of one, 40, let's say. That's a lot of effort for one coffee. So, so you, you have you have like you have a, a template that you copy paste and send it to everyone. Um, kinda. I, I do try and personalize it as well, you know, and say a little bit about about who the people are, or, or if I I yeah. figured out what they do or something. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely about one in forty. It's a lot of work to get to get a, a coffee out of it. Wow, S- sounds but like, it's worth like it. I was going to say, Bambos does this every day. <laughs> you guys can commiserate together around how hard it is to uh, send people cold emails. I do one hundred and fifty cold emails uh, every day, but I have a one percent conversion. And yeah, we learned that. That's that's that that's really good that you have the statistics for it. I mean, it's great to know. Yeah, <laughs> is this you, for the podcast? Or? You get refused. Uh, one or 14 out of 15 times how many times do you refuse someone else if ever i have never <laughs> ever refused someone you've yeah, never. never refused someone really nope nope no nice. I, I you actually get to meet people who are just genuinely curious to interact and meet with someone around with no specific outcome in mind which is i think one of the most beautiful acts we can actually do and, and mm-hmm. something we're wholly unfamiliar with because of this transactional thought we have. What am I going to get out of this? You know, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, I, I mentioned earlier that there's the, the main backstory to why I'm doing the project. I mean, do you, do you have a couple of minutes for me to, me to share that story? Because it really, it's exactly what you just said. So I'm going to shout out to my friend Anna, who may be, may be listening to this. or She's in the U.S. So maybe it's the wrong time zone. But she, a very good friend of mine, um, we were living in Sweden at the same time, and we were both, you know, we, we discussed a lot about how to connect with people. She's a very similar, very similar mindset to myself. And one day she, so she used to take the same train every day to work. She was a teacher, um, the same train, 6.10 every morning. She goes there and every day she sees the same guy. It's a train in Sweden. Everyone's quiet. They don't talk. One day they start talking. They realize that they're both teachers and they work at a, like a similar chain of schools and they share a few words and then they're like, oh, yeah, we should grab a coffee sometime. And like, hey, yeah, let's grab a coffee. They exchange numbers. Da, da, da. And that was that was. And I, I told her, I was like, OK, this is one of those times when when people say, oh, yeah, let's grab a coffee. And then then it never happens. Right. Yeah. But this time, she said, oh, no, 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 they're there. We, we already arranged it. We're going to meet Saturday morning for a coffee. I was like, OK, fair enough. I guess you, you proved me wrong in that one. Come come Sunday Sunday afternoon and she comes um she, she comes oh, I was there, yeah a, a few a few hours later or something she comes to where I was she comes to the bar where I was working and and she's extremely annoyed right and so I'm thinking oh, what, what happened 
So she tells me, you know, they'd had a, they had a really nice conversation. They'd had a good coffee. They spoke for about two hours. And at the end of it, he'd invited her to dinner at his place on, on Tuesday evening. Hmm. And she said, well, let, let me just, just clarify kind of where you're going with this. You know, if you're after something romantic, then I'm, I'm not interested. But, you know, if you want to be friends, absolutely. Let's make dinner. Let's, uh, we can do it your place, my place, invite some other people, make a party out of it, whatever you like. And unfortunately, he, he, he got quite, uh, quite angry. I mean, I, I wasn't there, so I don't know exactly what words were exchanged. But from how Anna described it to me, you know, he, he started shouting at her and saying, what's wrong with you? You know, where's the, where's the logic in this? Do you like playing with people? And, you know, is this a game to you that you're just inviting me along for a, a coffee without being romantically interested in me? Okay. Now, now, this was the bit that really hit me the most. So she says, okay, I, I want to do an experiment. Okay, look, what's the experiment? So she said she called over my, my, my colleagues, so waitresses, waiters, bartenders, and she told them the story and she asked them to say, you know, who did they think was, was correct? You know, she was, was, was I wrong for going for a coffee with a guy that I wasn't interested in romantically? You know, was, was he wrong for reacting in the way that he did? And to my surprise, a whole, at least half of them, and this is kind of young people, you know, this is Sweden, very progressive, so on. A lot of them said, yeah, yeah, no, he's right. Like, why would you go for coffee with someone that you weren't romantically interested in? And, you know, to cut uh, a long story short, that was the start of this whole project. I mean, like you said before, the, the, the idea of being able to connect to people without any ulterior motive, without no agenda, with nothing, it's so difficult in the transactional nature of life like exactly like you said you know sometimes it's romance sometimes it's business sometimes it's networking sometimes it's you know i don't know you scratch my back i scratch yours however you want to call it yeah but oftentimes there's something behind it yeah and that's a shame i thought and this is why we're here today yeah it's a shame i tend to always create a context when meeting people mm. so that there's no confusion Unless, mm. unless I'm really sure that, like, as as, an, as a, I'm very sensitive, I can really feel, oh, this is just meeting and connecting. Like, there's nothing more to mm. it. Yeah, but that's in hi, in your context. You're already saying I'm having a thousand coffees, so you've set the context pretty clear. There's no real, uh, there's no real false, you know, advertising in your case. Although, although you you would be surprised, you'd be surprised how many people, even so think that i'm after something else which is which is an interesting that it's, it's kind of fun actually you know seeing people at the end who still want to know what's going on like when are you going to sell me your your scheme here exactly. so at the end you can sell me something yeah yeah here's a little mind fuck though you okay. are a, you are a man yeah and as men like i never want to deny myself like feelings will come up mm. and and if I am interacting with a woman and the intention was just to meet and because we have certain things in common, if I feel them, I don't deny them. I actually do create a space where I get to share myself because I yeah. don't want to suppress because the moment I'm holding this, I no longer am connected to her. I'm no longer genuine. And it's a space of, hey, funny, we're, we're going to depart now, but I notice I'm sad, you're, you're leaving, and I actually I feel really a strong connection. I want to get to know you better. How is that mm. for you? And if I don't do that, it's painful. Like I can't be with myself. How do you deal with that? <laughs> That's the amazing thing about it. Like, I would never want people to deny who they are. Yes. You, you know, you meet people, right? 
sometimes it after half a second you're like wow you see someone on the street you're like wow and and you feel that connection but mm. and i'm not telling people you know deny it about yourself um you know suppress these emotions no just just allow that possibility that baseline that baseline of human connection which is devoid of any other motive and yeah. then if you're if you're thinking okay I, this I, this i need to to you know continue this in a romantic sense or the or, you know i need to continue this in a business sense no problem but just acknowledge that baseline first connection for humanity's sake and then move on and then kind of move on into the direction that you want it to go to give it a go absolutely but then if it doesn't work out don't feel like you've wasted your time no 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 so yeah uh, i'm not that, saying you do thing. i'm saying that's that's the thing for me it's like it, I, I will never feel like i wasted my time talking to someone for an hour yeah. even if it leads nowhere because of that connection for no other reason i kind of like you've answered the question but i'm still curious yeah. when it came up for you how did you deal with it did you talk about it because i i can really feel your intentions are clean hmm. but as a human being and as a man who has mm. emotions and sensations, um, how do you navigate that process without denying yourself, honoring yourself, and being respectful? Friends of mine laugh at me, um, the people I live with me, and I have like a, a two-week rule. Whereas, you know, if I, if I want to respect myself and, and, you know, respect the other person of the call, and I still want to kind of make sure that something happens or try and go down that, kind of romantic avenue or check it out see if there's a possibility I'll give myself a two weeks just to cool it off and then go for it now that may sound ridiculous and someone said to you, oh come on you're gonna wait two weeks you know you were super into her you know what message her right away eh? but i think to me just because I, I have such a great respect for the people that i speak to on this project and i'm getting them to speak to me under the the pretense and the idea that it's it's no ulterior motive then that that respect I need to show them and say mm -hmm. and try something two weeks later no problem like two yeah. weeks later I can message and say hey we ha I felt like we had a really great connection above and beyond da, da, da. would you like to meet again would you like to to go for a date you know whatever it may be yeah but just give that space in between to allow this this conversation that we had for the coffee project to nice. remain to remain pure to remain yeah. holy mm. yeah it's the same thing you know when you see a trainer who then gets into relationship with the people that come into their training, then yeah. they, they create a container and the container is meant to open up and create a free space. And then when they utilize that to get a, a, a sexual gain, because now they're in a vulnerable place, then you see that they're not really taking responsibility for what they've created. And yeah. that's what I hear you doing because the context is intimacy but it doesn't mm. mean the intimacy is connected then to any kind of uh, sexual or any other thing other than connection as such. I, 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 exactly. I don't see the example you gave being the same because when he, when Ronnie goes into a conversation with someone, he's an equal, he's not an authority. It's like, there's the container that we're coming together to learn. Yeah. Yeah. But in his mind, he says, mm. I'm holding space for whatever's coming up. Yeah, And the only way I, I hear him being able to do it with integrity is if he already knows there's no ulterior motive and I don't even want to have the hint of that. So I'm just here to be present with you. Yeah. So that's the way I see him managing it. The fact that he needs to do that is just for him, I yeah, guess. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's very beautiful what you're doing. So thank you for you being you. If people do yeah. want to get more information or have a coffee with you, 
How would that be done? Um, easiest, just Google 1,000 coffees with Ronnie. No E on the end of the I, the end of Ronnie, and you'll, you'll find me. And I will truly welcome any reach out for a coffee. We'll do it over Zoom. We'll do it in person now that things are opening. 1,000 coffees with Ronnie. That's it. R-O-N-N-I. R-O-N-N-I. And never say no to anyone, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well, we'll send some real losers your way and hopefully see you can say no to somebody. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, yeah. I mean, yeah. We're going to talk to you in a year from now. Yeah. Yep. And we'll evaluate. I'd like to have you back on to discuss the other uh, 700 on A Wonderful Chaos. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it down.